0: ...and came out on a gravel court, shut in with thickets of tall, black-looking shrubs. There were no lights in the windows, and the house did look a bit gloomy. I had no questions of the groom, for I never was one to get my notion of new masters from their other servants. I preferred to wait and see for myself, but I could tell by the look of everything that I had got into the right kind of house and that things were done handsomely a pleasant-faced cook met me at the back door and called the housemaid to show me up to my room. You'll see madam later, she said. Mrs. Brampton has a visitor. I hadn't fancied Mrs. Brampton was a lady to have many visitors, and somehow the words cheered me. I followed the housemaid upstairs and saw through a door on the upper landing that the main part of the house seemed well furnished, with dark panelling and a number of old portraits. Another flight of stairs led us up to the servant's wing. It was almost dark now, and the housemaid excused herself for not having brought a light. But there's matches in your room, she said, and if you go careful, you'll be all right. Mind the step at the end of the passage. Your room is just beyond. I looked ahead as she spoke, and halfway down the passage, I saw a woman standing. She drew back into a doorway as we passed, and the housemaid didn't appear to notice her. She was a thin woman with a white face and a darkish stuffed gown and apron. I took over the housekeeper, and thought it odd that she didn't speak, but just gave me a long look as she went by. My room opened into a square hall at the end of the passage. Facing my door was another, which stood open. The housemaid exclaimed when she saw it, There! Mrs. Blinder's left that door open again, said she, closing it. Is Mrs. Blinder the housekeeper? There's no housekeeper. Mrs. Blinder's the cook. And is that her room? Laws, no, said the housemaid, cross-like. That's nobody's room. It's empty, I mean, and the door hadn't ought to be open. Mrs. Brimpton wants it kept locked. She opened my door and led me into a neat room, nicely furnished with a picture or two on the walls, and having lit a candle, she took leave, telling me that the servants' hall tea was at six, and that Mrs. Brimpton would see me afterward. I found them a pleasant-spoken set in the servants' hall, and by what they let fall, I gathered that, as Mrs. Railton had said, Mrs. Brimpton was the kindest of ladies. But I didn't take much notice of their talk, for I was watching to see the pale woman in the dark gown come in. She didn't show herself, however and I wondered if she ate a part. But if she wasn't the housekeeper, why should she? Suddenly it struck me that she might be a trained nurse, and in that case her meals would of course be served in her room. If Mrs Brimpton was an invalid, it was likely enough she had a nurse. The idea annoyed me, I own, for they're not always the easiest to get on with, and if I'd known I shouldn't have taken the place but there i was and there was no use pulling a long face over it and not being one to ask questions i waited to see what would turn up when tea was over the housemaid said to the footman has mr ranford gone and when he said yes told me to come up with her to mrs brimpton mrs brimpton was lying down in her bedroom her lounge stood near the fire and beside it was a shaded lamp she was a delicate looking lady but when she smiled, I felt there was nothing I wouldn't do for her. She spoke very pleasantly in a low voice, asking me my name and age and so on, and if I had everything I wanted, and if I wasn't afraid of feeling lonely in the country. Nor with you I wouldn't be, madam, I said, and the words surprised me when I'd spoken them, for I'm not an impulsive person, but it was just as if I'd thought aloud. She seemed pleased at that, and said she hoped I'd continue in the same mind. Then she gave me a few directions about her toilet, and said Agnes the housemaid would show me next morning where things were kept. I'm tired tonight and shall dine upstairs, she said. Agnes will bring me my tray, that you may have time to unpack and settle yourself, and later you may come and undress me. Very well, ma'am, I said. You'll ring, I suppose. I thought she looked odd. No, Agnes will fetch you, says she quickly, and took up her book again. Well, that was certainly strange. A lady's maid having to be fetched by the housemaid whenever her lady wanted her. I